up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cooperators for Years Couch. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, and today I am joined by the baldest man on the radio, Carmen. We're, the this is on the radio? <laughs> it's on the internet radio. It's called a podcast. Get shit together, Carmen. Oh, I, I'm, I'm on a, what you call a broadcast, if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess we're also joined by the rock and roll chef. Um... <laughs> And as always, my co-host, the man with the plan, and the man who is always recording on his phone now because he doesn't have a good enough computer, the Gabe. I don't know what you need to do to get a good computer, but I hope you have it. You make it to money. Make it to money, oh. you make it to computer. I feel like you were going to go in a different direction with what you were about to say there. Like You were going to be like, whose dick do I have to suck to get the computer? Oh, God damn it. No, no, that actually wasn't it. It was more just like, I don't have the tools. I don't have the power. <laughs> don't worry about my crassness. Ben puts an explicit sign on the podcast. I so do. So we're good. We're safe. <laughs> and it's funny. I didn't ever have to until Carmen joined the podcast. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> But it makes it that much better. Today, or as you all might know, on the Cooperators Rear Couch, each and every week we go through a movie from a franchise that we're currently watching. This week we are going to be talking about Pacific Rim Uprising. A really piece of shit movie, in my opinion. Uh, it was <laughs> produced by Del Toro again, and it stars John Boy Boyega. I always make it mess up his last name, but he is amazing. I fucking love that guy. He is a star, and he should get put in more movies because that accent is amazing. Uh, the budget of this movie was $150 million. Anyone want to guess how much it grossed? 300 Almost. Dollars. Yeah. $300. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, maybe that's how much it should have grossed. Uh, $289 million. So it didn't mm. even double its money. That's pretty rough for a movie these days. Especially one with that big of a budget. Oof. So, guys. <laughs> initial thoughts on this movie. I do not care for it. Yeah. I get that. You know what? It's like a lot of things I'm seeing lately, and this is me being so topical and on the nose. Good intention or execution. Mm. Mm. That's true. Yeah, you think, like, they, I think they really nailed it out of the park. Like, they hit it out of the park with the uh, Pacific Rim 1, like, giant monsters versus giant robots. Why'd they get rid of the giant monster part? Like, most of this movie was just, like, people. Like, I didn't care about the people. Like, all their little shitty squabbles and, like, oh, no, I'm not good enough. Oh, she just got into this thing because she's whatever. I was like, this is lame. I don't care about you people. Just get back to the giant robots versus killing each other. Yeah, outside of uh, flashbacks and simulations and stuff, you didn't actually see a real kaiju until, the like, the last half hour of the movie. Even then, mm. it's like the last ten minutes of the actual movie. Well, I looked at the time code and it was like, yeah, 30 minutes left. So, yeah, with credits factored credits, and everything yeah, like that. 10 minutes. And yeah, it's like not, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try yeah. it again. You're going to watch it again? That's what I would say. I, I would say I would try it again. I would try it again. You're going to watch it again? I would try it again. I wouldn't. I watched, I watched this twice. I watched it. Yeah. This would be my third go. I'd give it a, I'd give it a shot. Yeah. I'd give, I'd give it a shot. That's a. I'd, I'd try it again. 
yeah, I want to say, like, I watched this twice this week. Uh, once during the week to, like, kind of, like, get the my first watch in, then again to, like, get plot points down. Well, when I finished watching this, I could not remember what happened in more than half the movie. It was that forgettable. And that's, like, a rough way to have a movie uh, just kind of play out, in my mind, at least. Like, if I can't remember, like, the biggest plot points of something after a movie finishes, that it didn't catch your attention enough. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I loved the first movie. Like, I'm wearing, like, a Gypsy Danger t-shirt right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And, like, like, I really loved the first movie. And then this movie came out, and, like, you know, I kind of... I was, I would basically check Wikipedia once a week for <laughs> three years to see what, <laughs> what the status was on the sequel, because I was, like, so desperate for more Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, I cannot wait for them to give me more kaiju and Jaeger fights. And then, like, finally... There was like a due date and like a you know a tr- the, when the trailer came out i like watched it with some co-workers of mine and i was like oh yeah we're gonna watch pacific rim 2 trailer and i kind of watched it and i was like okay okay it could, it could be okay i don't know it doesn't look that bad i guess it's kind of like the same thing with the new ghostbusters movie but that's like another story altogether but it was kind of like i really really wanted to like it and then it was just like okay it could be good and then i went to see the in theaters with ben and it was not good yeah and the reason for this is i think that there's a few reasons why it didn't work out but one of them i think is the big one that we mentioned earlier and well the opposite of a big one is that there was no kaijus until like two hours in or something like that yeah and the other thing comes down to just the writing mm-hmm uh, the writing was uh, not nearly as strong as the first one. There was a lot of unnecessary stuff that was in there and certain things that were just said in awkward or dumb ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really think that like the chemistry between Amara and uh, Jake or, um, you know, it's uh, the two, mm-hmm. arguably the two leads. Um, they, they didn't really have that chemistry. They kind of like you know at, at, even at the end of the movie when they like defeat the big monster and then they're st- st- standing on Mount Fuji and they're just like oh what's going on and they start having like a snowball fight and stuff like one of their fleet members has died like ten minutes ago mm-hmm. this other dude's sister died like a day ago yep. and they're just like kind of joking around they're like oh yeah we won haha it's like you know I would expect them to be in slightly different <laughs> moods. Maybe in shock, right? Like, that shit just happened. Like, she had never fought a kaiju before. She's, like, completely terrified of them. And after they did it, she's just, like, not in shock at all. She's just, like, playing around. and like, no, 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 that wouldn't happen. You'd be, like, devastated. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, though. I don't think they had a lot of chemistry. I, I thought the, the cadet part could have been taken out completely and maybe, like, actually like built up that relationship between uh jake and the other uh ranger what is his name do you know can't remember his oh, name scott eastwood's character yeah, yeah. scott eastwood's character yeah scott eastwood i can't remember um so i think that if they could have played that up more and like maybe just had like adult uh pilots who like you know had more personality or even not like in the first movie they didn't need to really talk about the other pilots except for that one asshole and the main character right 
and uh, Mako. There's like three people they talked about. Well, why didn't they just emulate that here? They had the female. They had the two guys. And they could have all been pilots and like kind of had that thing going, right? But instead, it was like very random that they. It almost felt like a Power Rangers movie in a lot of ways. Like, they're these kids, and oh no, all the adults aren't good enough, so they came in, or they're dead in this case, but they came in to save the world from a monster who, like, combined other monsters in their giant mechs. <laughs> it's exactly what Power Rangers is. And they're just like, man, I could have just watched Power Rangers instead. That might have been a better movie. <laughs> I think you nailed it there, Ben, with talking about you know, why they went into all the different pilots instead of just in the first movie when they focus on just a few. I think that's something that you struggle with with having when you get bring your cast too big, then yeah. you have to get into each character and give them something to do. And, you know, a, a two-hour movie, or I, I can't remember how long this movie was, two and a half hours maybe, like, it's just not enough time to dive into each of those people. And it's more satisfying for the audience, I think, when they just get more detail about certain characters. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, yeah, I would have liked to see more about uh, Jake and Scott Eastwood's character um, and kind of like hearing about their history and stuff and, you know, how they because they kind of just allude to it. But it, they break that rule of showing don't tell. Uh, yeah. they're, they're doing a lot of telling and no showing, so you don't mm -hmm. see any of them, like, when they're in the academy together or whatever, or any, anything like that. It would have been cool to see that sort of thing instead of just being like, oh, yeah, you left. Oh, yeah, I kept, I kept going here. Oh, hey, you eat ice cream. Oh, uh, like, it was just, like, kind of dumb. Yeah. And then, you know, with the other characters, like, I, I did like, I should mention this before I, I totally, like, discount the cadets and everything. I did like the diversity they, they introduced, mm -hmm. and especially that there was, like, a rival female to Amara in yeah. the cadet program. But it was like they put that in there almost to just satisfy that mm -hmm. and not to do anything else because she didn't really do a ton. It was like one moment she's like, you don't deserve this. They just let you and I had to work my ass off to get in here. And then the next scene, like not a lot happens in between there. It's like she yeah. sneaks into like the Jaeger Kaiju uh, uh, city yeah. or whatever. And then all of a sudden she's got her respect and it's like, what? Yeah. Also like they got, burned by the kaiju blood and the only like nothing really came out of that i thought like maybe he would have like lost his arm or something like but it was like, kind of just like oh he's kind of hurt but he's fine to go back to the jaeger like the next day like right. there was no like any kind of like real consequence other than her potentially getting kicked out and then brought right back in it's just like also when he said i'm kicking you back in i was like oh come <laughs> on. see that's the sort of thing the writing where it's like it's like the first one got away with a little bit of cheese and this one is just like went full in and also it had opportunities to make it really awesome and then it just didn't do it like there's a line where gottlieb the the doctor uh who's like opposite newt mm -hmm. the, like the good yeah. doctor uh, yeah. he, he says something like before then they're talking about like strapping the rockets or whatever he says some line that's just like I can't remember what it was because that's how not memorable it was it was just like not nearly as good and like Jake's speech about like you know he's, he doesn't cancel the apocalypse or anything like that he just kind of has this dumb speech it's like we're gonna do it it's gonna get done yeah <laughs> it's, it's like yeah uh, come on it's like he's not his father <laughs> I guess that's what yeah, that, that yeah, was yeah, he to starts be, off right? by saying that I'm not his father and then he like says something and everyone's like yes sir yeah. And it's just like they make it seem whereas like they first warn you, okay, this is gonna be as good as the first movie, and then it's shit. Yeah. But then everyone reacts to it as if they're so excited. It's no, that's they should not have had that reaction. They they should have either played that for comedy and be like, I'm not my father, just go do it. 
Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, that's it? And you're like, what, you want me to talk about canceling the apocalypse? Come on. Yeah. Like, that would have been good. Or else they should have made him be like, I'm not my father, but I'll do my best or something like that and actually mm-hmm. have, like, some better speech in there. So yeah. they could have played it different ways. I think that they, tried, they like, started doing it one way and then changed their minds, and then it just it didn't work. It would have been great if he just, like, redid the exact speech his father did. <laughs> that would have been so good. It would have been like, did you memorize that speech? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that would have been good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I thought, and like, there were parts of this I definitely liked. I liked that the beginning uh, where he was, like, talking about his life and how some people were living kind of, like, on the outskirts and, like, living in these places that were never, like, recovered, really, from the attacks and, like, having to trade shit for shit and, like, how the value of things has really changed. And I was like, that's kind of, that's pretty cool because it was that same kind of, like, backstory that they did in the first one, right? Like, that that voiceover with everything. And I was like, I liked that. But it just, it it kind of took a nose dive right after that and it mm. just yeah i i don't know i think that they definitely didn't make the movie we wanted but they made a movie <laughs> yeah can't fault them for that i guess i did ask yeah i gotta be careful what i ask for <laughs> um i know that we've gone a lot into the more in-depth stuff already it's there's i really don't want to do the plot summary but uh, yeah, we should probably get. <laughs> well, I'm gonna jump into that before we get into more thoughts, unless Gabe. Where I have more else. stuff that I can, I have more shit in my, oh, so in my rectum that I can smear all over this movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Gabe, do you have anything last before we jump into the plot summary? No, I think let's talk about the plot summary because then that way we can kind of like dissect whatever. Then we can else. smear our shit on it. Yeah, that's not what I would say, <laughs> but okay. Um, the plot summary is a lot shorter. Usually, it's, these things are about four to seven pages. Uh, this is a page and a half. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Gabe, are you gonna you gonna count us in? Oh yeah. With the song. Uh, no, no song today. But I'm just gonna say, it's time for a plot summary. <laughs> With <Nice>. Ben. <laughs> Ten years after the Battle of the Breach, Jake Pentecost, son of Stacker, Stacker Pentecost, has abandoned the Jaeger program, just like the other guy did in the first movie, but not as cool, and makes a living by stealing and selling Jaeger parts on the black market, just like the other guy did, except it was with kaiju parts. Uh, but he trades that shit for cookies and hot sauce, because you gotta have that sriracha. <laughs> While trying to steal a part from his disabled Jaeger's power core, he meets a young scavenger named Amara Namane, uh, whose parents were killed in a kaiju attack in Santa Monica because she refused to jump in time, and he made them wait. She made them wait there, and all three of them died, and that was kind of kind of depressing. Jake chases down Amara because she stole the part before he was able to. Uh, as they're getting tracked down by the Popo. Uh, they, the Popo eventually find them in Amara's weird makeshift lair or wherever she could, home base. I don't know. Laboratory. Laboratory. Workshop. workshop whatever that was called. Uh, so they both jump into Amara's one-person Jagger that she'd put together named Scrapper. Jake and her try to run from uh, try to run from the Popo until they are found by November Ajax. As the Jagger chases uh, Scrapper through the ruined city for being an unregistered Jagger, uh, they are apprehended and arrested by the Pan Pacific Defense Corp, or the PPDC, which I think is a terrible 
acronym, but that's okay. Jake is adoptive sister, and the PPDC general secretary Makamori gives Jake a choice here between going to prison or returning to the PPDC as an instructor. With Amara joining him, joining the cadet force, Jake chooses to return to instructor because jail sucks. But maybe being instructor might suck more. But you know. To deal with kids, uh, maybe better than criminals, maybe. Taking Amara with him as the newest recruit. Upon arriving at the Shatterdome, Jake starts training cadets at, uh, with his former co-pilot, Nate Lambert. Uh, that's the guy's name, by the way, Nate Lambert. Uh, they are introduced to the Mark VI Jaggers, Gypsy Avenger, because they couldn't think of a better name, Saber Athena, Guardian Bravo, Titan Redeemer, Valor Omega, and the upgraded Mark V Jaeger Bracer Phoenix. Mako and Nate, uh, uh, sorry, I lost myself. Mako and Nate, uh, say that the Jaeger program is threatened by Shayo's, uh, corporation's drone program because we all knew how well that happened in iron man 2 let's make some drones they always go crazy let's come on guys man man-made stuff's better <laughs> which offers to mass-produce remote-controlled jaggers developed by lee wen shao and dr noon geisler because he sold out and went to the private sector Mako is due to deliver a final assessment to determine and authorize the drones at the PPDC council meeting in Sydney, Australia. Asked to attend the Sydney event as a flagship symbol, Jake steps into the pilot Gypsy Avenger with his co-pilot Nate uh, and they, as they stand watch over the authorization meeting. Before long, though... After they do a stumble and almost crush a bunch of people because they're really bad at this whole Jagger thing together and then instantly get good, a surprise rogue Jagger emerges out of the Sydney Harbor and begins to cause havoc, which would have been a better name than the one they gave him. Gypsy Avenger quickly intervenes while Mako attempts to send information regarding the rogue Jagger to PPDC. Why she didn't do this because she already seemed to have this information before, I don't know. It's because she's weird and decided to keep that shit secret. After being shot at, Mako is killed by the rogue Jagger Obsidian Fury. Come on, Obsidian Havoc? That would have been way better. Let's be honest here. Obsidian Fury? Eh. Obsidian Havoc? Mmm. Before she can report uh, this information to the PBDC, though, Gypsy Avenger failing to save her as Obsidian Fury submerges and then Obsidian Fury submerges back into the water, fleeing from the additional PBDC forces that show up. Her death prompts the PPDC to authorize the drone program and offer their immediate deployment. In her last moments, Mako reveals the location of a defunct Jaeger production facility in Siberia, Russia, which she suspects Obsidian Fury is, be is using as a base of operation. Before Jake and Nate can investigate the area, though, Gyps in Gypsy Avenger, Obsidian Fury destroys the complex and engages them in a deadly mech-on-mech -mech battle which is basically they have the exact same powers like they both have the laser swords and stuff and it was like all right well you're just fighting yourself again <clears throat> the two yaggers eventually end up fighting on the top of a frozen lake gypsy avenger ends the fight by punching through obsidian fury's chest and destroying it and for a good measure rips off obsidian fury's face to reveal a kaiju brain. Bum, bum, bum. Kaijus are in mechs now. <laughs> 
when the drones reach their uh so with the drone program uh approved drones start to reach their respective locations um but then we realize that the uh the drones are actually uh brained by kaiju brains and simultaneously attack the shattered domes worldwide inflicting heavy casualties on the PBDC forces and destroying Jaggers across the world, including Titan Redeemer and Valor Omega. Herman Gottlieb seeks out uh, Geisler, ugh, I hate these names, for help, unaware that Geisler is the mastermind behind the attack because he has been keeping a relationship with the, Jag or the kaiju brain named Alice. It's kind of messed up, guys. Like, super fucking messed up, but you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, Don't kink him. That's like, I guess so. At, well, I mean, really, he's just getting high on it, though. He's just like, mm, I've got to get that kaiju brain. <laughs> yeah, that's you, Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> um... As he, as Newton has been corrupted by regularly drifting with the kaiju secondary brain that he has stuffed away in his ball and ass apartment. Seeking to destroy the world for the precursors, the alien race who first created the kaiju, if you remember from the first one, Newton has installed a backdoor in the drone program so that the kaiju brains could take over the drones and make giant monster robots. Uh, these drones then destroy a lot of the PPDC and and open dozens of new breaches around the world. This was actually pretty sweet. Like, I was like, mm, that that's a really good plan. Also, when they, Kaiju starts coming up, and then they close the breach on him, and he, like, gets cut in half, that was awesome. Um, although Sheo is able to destroy the drones using a, oh, a repeat sequence or a circular sequence or something like that where she somehow gets control of them and like destroys them from the inside um she is able to destroy the drones around the world and close the breaches uh the category but unfortunately three kaiju are able to make it through the breaches before she does this there's a category four kaiju haiku haikuja and striker thorn and a category five rajin uh who managed to fully emerge successfully with them covering uh the city of mega tokyo because tokyo is not good enough you gotta have mega in there the team realizes that the precursor's goal is to activate the pacific rim of fire or ring of fire by having kaiju fall into mount fuji because their blood is super duper reactive to the volcanoes rare earth metal elements that we learn in like a split second conversation earlier in the movie for that foreshadowing and uh, once they go in, they are able to. They will activate the Ring of Fire, wiping out all life on Earth and terraforming the planet for their colonization. How this will help, I don't know, because they were not able to keep the breaches open. And if they kill everyone on Earth, they're not going to be able to make more breaches. So who knows what that plan was all about? But that was the plan, anyways. Mobilizing the recruits, the PPDC confronts the kaiju because all the adult pilots are somehow dead or injured, even though I'm sure some of them were inside. And, you know, how, how did all the kids, like, not get hurt, but all the adults did? I don't know, but that's what happened. Um, and they take the four remaining Jaggers in the Shadow Dome that they are in and head to Mount Fuji. Although the Jaggers initially repel the kaiju, seemingly winning with their awesome moves like laser whips and giant wrecking ball and laser swords and 
the weird gun thing that seemed to do absolutely nothing to the kaiju. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the guns were useless. Um, they seemingly win against the kaiju until Newton activates a swarm of tiny drones that I thought was just going to rip apart the kai like the the mechs, which probably been a better use of them in the first place, you know, because they would have just murdered everybody instead of like having to create what we call a colossal mega kaiju. Basically, it's uh, Power Rangers, but instead of the mechs going together, it was the monsters going together in this cool sequence of them getting like ripped apart and put back together. I was like, mmm. The beasts quite easily overpower the cadets and end up killing one of them. And Gypsy Avenger uh, ripping apart Bracer Phoenix, running Guardian Bravo and Saber Athena unoperational in this time. As the gigantic kaiju begins to trudge forward Mount towards Mount Fuji, the PPDC decide to use Gypsy Avenger, uh, the last operational Jagger, to destroy the kaiju with the help of one of the rockets in a last-ditch attempt. Scrapper, piloted by Sheo, is deployed also to get the uh, rocket to Gypsy Avenger. Uh, badly injured, Nate ejects himself, and Amara joins Jake uh, to help co-pilot. Uh, at this point, she, like, jumps off a giant rock, and I'm not sure if she was, like, trying to jump into Gypsy's head, but she missed by, like, a mile or more. <laughs> like, it was kind of pathetic. I was like, what are you trying to do here? Like, if he didn't catch you, you're just dead, and, like, you screwed everybody over. Come on. Get your shit together, little girl. As the gi gigantic kaiju begins to trudge towards Mount Fuji, um, oh, sorry, I got, um, got lost there again, uh, to help, uh, Sheo, piloting Scrapper, uh, helps by welding the rocket to Gypsy Avenger's hand, <laughs> which I thought was kind of weird, but, you know, it, whatever works, um, uh, Gypsy Avenger rockets into the sky with Scrapper uh, stuck to its back before flying straight into the Mega Kaiju, destroying the Jagger and killing the Beast. Uh, during this time, Jake and Amara are able to get into Scrapper. Um, I wasn't sure. Did Shao die at this point? Because I don't think you see her at the end of the movie. No, Shao was fine. She was remotely Shao. piloting it. Right. Um, yeah, she, she good. She good. Yeah, because like she doesn't show up in like that weird scene with them, like throwing snowballs and stuff. So I was like, you see her after when they blow up the kaiju. You see her like smile. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, maybe I just missed that part, or maybe it's just that forgettable. Chips. Um, now that the kaiju is dead, um, in the aftermath, Noon realizes his plan has been foiled, and the precursors are once again the losers, the big losers, until he is taken into custody by Nate, who gives him a good punch to the face. Because, you know, everyone needs a good punch to the face every so often. Newt threatens that his masters will attack uh, the world over and over again until they win. Even though you think they'd have a better time just, like, you know, moving on to the next planet without giant robots. But who cares about that? Who cares about logic when you're a giant advanced race of aliens who can make giant monsters? Jake replies that next time humanity will be the ones attacking the precursors queuing up for Pacific Rim 3 if it ever gets made it will not happen yeah, it might happen I don't think so yeah it might happen nah or maybe it's just setting up for the anime that has already been ordered for two seasons on Netflix oh really yeah Oh. it's supposed cool. to come out later this year oh I would watch that all right, Gabe. Why are you frozen like that? Like you're obviously not frozen because you're moving a little bit. 
We can see you moving. Like you're trying to drag it over there, but you're failing miserably. Just because you stay still doesn't mean you go invisible. I just did it, just like Drax, man. I'm I'm totally still. I I'm moving so slowly. You can't see, can me. see me. You are so ugly. <laughs> uh, there's a yeah Pacific Room too. <laughs> Going back to that, uh, a lot of things that I had issues with. There were some fun things, as you mentioned, Kaiju getting ripped in half. Uh, and some of the backstory stuff about, yeah, the world building that they added into this one. One of my favorite parts was actually in the Battle of Tokyo when uh, they're fighting and uh, one of the scenes, like, you know, one of them punches the other, like the kaiju punches the Jaeger, and then he goes crashing into a building, and you get a shot from, like, below of the building, and you can see, like, a kaiju skeleton in there, like a museum. Oh dang! Uh, like that—that that sort of detail, I—I I enjoyed when they put that sort of stuff in there. But in general, the movie's plot didn't make a like. There's, there's many things that didn't really make sense in it, where it's like you know you, you can suspend your disbelief on so- certain things, but then other things you're just like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Like the fact that there's giant robots, yeah, that's fine. Kaiju, and that's fine. And even the fact that like these giant drones can reopen a portal to another dimension to bring in more kaiju, like that's all fine. I don't care about that stuff. But like, why would they have Gypsy Avengers show up to the meeting in the first place when Obsidian Fury shows up? Like, it's pretty expensive to deploy a Jaeger, I'd imagine. They're just having a meeting to decide about the drones. Why would Gypsy Avenger be there in the first place? And also. They drop him from like a few stories up from helicopters onto a road. It would like, be so destroyed. Really fucking heavy thing. Like it would wreck the road. Like why would? And it would cause like that, that like that shock to go out to like probably hurt all of those people who were around it who like were afraid when he was like falling over. Like yeah. You think you like yeah. drop him like from like just like lay him down really softly, and like. <laughs> Nope. Yeah, like that's the only possible way you could do it. And even then, it's like you'd have to like talk to urban planners to be like, hey, we need to put a fucking 20 ton or no, probably more than that, probably like 2,000 ton fucking robot, like bu- building sized robot down. Where would be a good spot for that? And they're like, uh, let me think. Where in the city do we have structural, uh, uh, you know, enough foundations to actually accommodate that? Let's see. Uh, no fucking where. <laughs> Uh, it's like that'd be an awful idea to be to do that anywhere. It would destroy the ground. Also, at one point they're like, "Oh, the city has been fully evacuated," and I was like, yeah. "Like two seconds ago, literally two seconds ago, there were people <laughs> yeah. running from this thing, and you just arrived. Like, how did they all get evacuated?" Also, apparently those like uh, emergency structures were useless because like as one was going to the ground, he just crushes it. I was like, "Yeah." You think, yeah, like, and, uh, and also, like, they had enough time to fucking repair half of these Jaggers in the fleet and, like, take swords off of City and Fury, put them onto fucking Gypsy Avenger, and they're like, oh, we don't have any time to, <laughs> to repair the Jaggers and, like, make them go to fucking Mount Fuji. <laughs> we have to attach rocks to them. It's like, okay, that it kind of makes sense a little bit. But, like, in that time, Tokyo wasn't like, oh, maybe we should take precautions and make people go to their bunkers now instead of being like, okay, everyone just continue your work day. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. Like, it's not, it's not going to be a big deal. 
Oh, also, geez. fucking at the, in the last movie, they were trying to shut down the Jaeger program because they were too expensive and shit. They were like, oh, let's build the, the wall instead. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then this movie starts, and suddenly they've got shatter domes all around the world with new Jaegers and stuff. After like, the breaches have been closed for 10 years? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what are they preparing for exactly? Did, what indeed and, and yeah. also they're manufacturing like, drones and stuff like where's all this money coming from to do all this stuff Pri uh, private money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all those private investors you know who are gonna somehow get money back it. from all this <laughs> kind of like this movie am I right <laughs> yeah anyway a few uh, things that didn't make sense yeah I think there's a lot of like parts in this that are kind of just like whatever like kind of have to just like go with it but for the most part like what ha like the guy from the first one what was his name uh raleigh yeah where's he like he's not really i think he's mentioned once in this entire movie and like isn't he like wasn't he like with mako shouldn't he have like and wasn't he like taking over like this entire program at the end of the last one like they didn't even make mention to him like what's happening there i mean you know they don't allude to him and i think that that didn't really bother me just because like any number of things could have happened to him like he could have died of cancer or something like that or uh you know gone off and done something else i'm not sure exactly but i, I think that they left it open intentionally because they didn't want to write him into a corner in case they wanted to use him for like the next movie maybe that's true that's kind of my theory about why he didn't have yeah. a bigger role but it's yeah. just yeah it made very little sense to me like also this movie is basically just the first one over again like jake is basically just riley like he goes left the program wow. and had to riley uh he left the Wrong. program what else <laughs> the dude <laughs> he left the program had to come back to the program uh because of like a situation that was going on for like end of world kind of shit and like it was like basically just a mirror with new characters and a shitty subplot with like a bunch of kids <laughs> I don't know if I would agree with that entirely. I mean, Raleigh went through like a, a lot of fights and had his brother ripped out of him and like also was able to pilot this Jaeger and then he's like kind of done with it and yeah. leaves after that. Whereas Jake was just like this kind of spoiled kid. He thought he could who pilot left, one and by then himself. like was I mean he was a good pilot obviously because he won all the Sims or whatever, but you know didn't actually. Well, yeah, he tried to take two steps in the Jaeger and then <laughs> passed, passed out. out. Unlike so, uh, the other guy who, like, different. walked, like, a ton of space by himself and was able to, like, deal with it. Well, Stacker, like, finished off a fight with a kaiju piloted by himself. Yeah. Um, well, so did uh, Raleigh. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah, I think those were the only two guys to actually ever do it. Yeah, they, they were badasses. But, yeah, so, I don't know. I think there's just, there's a lot of holes and maybe some were intentional to again leave things open like you said but yeah i don't know and there seemed to also be a lot of dead space in this movie i don't know if you guys found that too like where they added unnecessary plot and stuff in or like conversations that kind of went nowhere yeah like, for sure yeah i i did enjoy the part about the brain actually and when, when it was like oh like i'm yeah this is like he, like he's addicted to it and like you mm -hmm. know he, they're stuck in his brain and like you can see for a moment he's kind of like you know Gottlieb is like it's new this isn't you like they've taken control of you and then he's like i'm not strong enough to fight them yeah and so it's like you'd see that he's been taken over by the precursors and so i thought that that sort of villain was cool mm -hmm. like having him there 
but uh and in the reveal as well when he gets home and he's like saying like oh hey alice how's it going like you know and then they show the brain it's like oh shit i remember in theaters when i saw that i was like oh fuck things are getting real now that was a cool little thing so why would he keep inviting uh Gottlieb over to meet Alice when it was like he's fucking insane, that's why. <laughs> yeah, but the precursors inside of brain probably would would have been like, that's a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't let this other guy who's like part of like the PPDC. Yeah, I'm sure that if, if he had him over, the if it would have been like, Oh, you should you should uh drift with it as well and they would try to like convert him to or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe try and kill him, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. But like it it just was like one of those moments it's like, what? Like, why are they doing this? <laughs> It made sense to me why he kept inviting him over. I, I understood yeah. that part. Yeah. I think the other thing you get to see, Carmen, which is something you, you wanted to see, was you got to see a little bit more about the precursors. Only a, only a tad more. But it's it was enough, I think, for you to kind of play with your imagination. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you didn't actually see them in this one. They were kind of just no. uh, through proxy with Newt. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It was okay. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's so many things that didn't work that it's hard to really tell what would have worked. Like, oh, if they tweaked these things, it would have been better because there's so much that didn't work. So I uh, like, I don't even know how to fix it. So yeah. Really, uh, like, go I can't back in time the, and don't make it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the the writing was the thing that got me most though. Like having all the kids there. Just it, it was I don't know it was just kind of weird. Again, it and, felt like well, there was a there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential. That's the problem. Yeah, like, I thought, so much I thought the opening. I think the opening and the way the film kind of sets up. I actually didn't mind because I was like, yeah, okay, it's been ten years. These are the things that are going on. Okay, and then meeting, you know. <sighs> I think meeting our two protagonists in the beginning was kind of interesting too because I was like, oh, that's a different take because you're not going to get back these other actors. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is this is this could work. And an Academy, yeah, cool. That could work too because I get it. You want to franchise the thing. And then I think that's the issue is it tried to it tried to leap before it could walk. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the issue is that you know you're setting up all of these things assuming that you're going to get a third film. You're setting all these things up to assume you're going to get a fourth and a fifth to explain all these things. When initially, sometimes all you got to do is just plan for one movie and that's it. And yeah. Then, but again, it's I think that's the industry is evolved so much now that it has to be a franchise. Like a one-off is fine, but I think most people will want to shoot for that sequel. So, yeah, yeah. disappointing. Yeah, and that's what it really was. It's like it's... <laughs> I'm sure, like, a lot of people who maybe just come into this, like, whatever, like, oh, it's going to be a giant monster movie, are probably fine. But I think I just expected more based on the first one and, like, based on, like, all oh, where this could go from the first one. And I think it just it didn't match up to that and it kind of failed in a hard way. Um, so coming from, like, you know, I was a pretty big fan of the first one. Not, like, Carmen, big fan. But, like, I really enjoyed the first one. And then coming to this, I'm like, oh, it's going to be more the like the same. They're going to build on this universe. It's like, no, well, they're not really going to build on it because there's nothing to build on. The entire time I was watching it, I just felt like I was watching someone that made, like, a kid's movie in the Pacific Rim universe. Yeah. It's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Well, again, that brings me back to Power Rangers, right? It's the exact same kind of formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked this better, like, I would have liked a, a pre-movie, like a 
prequel instead of a sequel i think i think the last one ended mm. so well like it was like this is the end like we were able to finally save earth so but a prequel could have like given you all that stuff about like the mach ones to four i think is where we got to mach three like that kind of because you could have built out like what was happening in the world how was they were dealing with kaiju how they initially made these mechs and that kind of thing like i think that would have been a really interesting story instead of like kind of rehashing like oh well we're able to somehow open these breaches with the technology we have yeah a movie that would take place like at the same time as year zero when they are like just making the first mark one jaeger Mm -hmm. like that would have been sweet and yeah. like have it revolve around um, the dad, right? Like that would that would have been even better actually because uh, mm-hmm. the um, in year zero the first successful Jaeger deployment against the kaiju took place in Vancouver. Oh really? So that would have been cool to see. That would have been awesome. Just to because see. I like that city and I've been there before. Yes. Um, yeah, Vancouver is awesome. Have you? It's also where you know most films are filmed <laughs> so it's like very familiar fuck that fuck vancouver man i fucking hate it <laughs> well fuck you too gabe um but like i mean you see it in like everything right everything from like deadpool and all those and it would be great to like have that kind of background i guess but but yeah i think that would have made a better overall movie and you could have like explored that like because then you could have had something in between those two too as like the second sequel or, or like the sequel in between or whatever and like they could have built out that universe but still had like this such a good ending kind of like that sacrifice and everything that happened like that was such a powerful moment but they kind of like took that powerful moment it's like oh well you know what it wasn't the end like they wasted their lives for this whatever and you're just like alright well that sucks but yeah so that's kind of what I have about this movie uh, Gabe, you've been really silent. I feel like you're looking at your phone right now. No, my phone's right here. Oh, okay. Well, you're looking at your computer then. Yeah. I'm just looking at a blank screen right now. It's black. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got any other uh, thoughts about the movie? I really don't have much to say aside from like, um, I think the key themes of the last film were not touched on in this film. And I think that's kind of the big issue is that it just was like, a lot of substance superficial substance there's no substance like it's just like we put together this film this whole idea about uniting people the world is like i guess that's the issue is that there was no there was no way to raise the stakes aside from the classic save the world situation but even with that the world is united so like everybody's good so how do you like how do you create that conflict again so. They could have made it not about yeah. kaiju too, right? They could have just made it like people creating other Jaggers, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, basically that's what it was anyways, right? Like it was Jagger but they had kaiju brains, but like that was a lot of what this movie was, was Jagger versus Jagger or Jagger versus Drone. Like they could have just made that like a main like that's maybe it. that's like, just it. Maybe that's just it though, because the whole thing in Pacific Rim was that it was this thing about this homage to monster movies and B films, and so because it doesn't have that element anymore, it's kind of gone completely. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it now? What kind of film is it? It's like not really a coming of age film. It's not an ensemble group film. It's like a I'm retired. Yeah, it's no end game. Yeah, <laughs> come back. 
It's Rambo. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Which one, though? <laughs> I don't know. Whichever one that First happens. Blood in. Part 3. It probably happens somewhere. Um, or the other yeah. thing would have been, like, if they, if Newt had just started creating, like, kaiju and, like, having them, like, pop up from the ocean, but there no, be no breaches and, like, have the entire thing be, like, how are these kaiju, like, actually coming through with no breach? And then had, like, the, like, the ultimate goal still be, like, we're trying to, like, create a full breach and wipe out the world so the precursors can come through, but having it so it was still Kaiju versus Jaeger, right? And, like, because he was, like, basically artificially making these Kaiju anyways, right? Why not just fully make Kaiju? Why not make Kaiju the old-fashioned way? Just Kaiju banging it out? Just kaiju sex that way into? I'm not gonna kink shame you, but like that's kinda weird. <laughs> I don't know how to make the movie better, actually. I hadn't really thought about that too much. Like, yeah, it, which is kinda dumb because like, I'm I'm shitting all over this movie and then I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to make it any better. <laughs> I don't know what I mean, I did like what you thought about with like the first Jaeger and uh, kind of being developed and all that. That would have been cool to watch. But as far as like how to make it better, yeah, like I did like the avenue of having Newt being corrupted by the precursors mm -hmm. yeah me too yeah but, like yeah i don't know like maybe they need to have that sort of thing happen earlier and maybe like the drones could have been like they could have started at that point because that's kind of where the movie started right where it was already like yeah. mm -hmm. a lot of action was already taken care of yeah and like you know you start off the movie with jake and amara meeting and mm -hmm. then it, like their friendship is kind of rushed mm -hmm. and it did like that they didn't really have the chemistry that i would have hoped for well they went from like hating each other to liking each other within like five scenes like, that's yeah. all it really took right so that was kind of a yeah it was it was too rushed for sure like you can't you wouldn't believe that in real life right like that wouldn't happen in real life if i hated you i wouldn't like within a week be like best friends I've seen that though. I've seen that happen with some people. They could do that. I think yeah. because it. I think what makes it so tricky though is just that the fact that because of the circumstances they were put in, that didn't allow for them to. I guess for us to suspend our disbelief on on that being a very honest, sincere mm -hmm. uh, friendship. Yeah. But but I yeah I think another another avenue that's always cool to explore is to see the home world of the precursors and i think the other side that would have been kind of neat too as if they had taken the fight to them mm -hmm. and maybe that that would have been a whole nother film too it's just like they're they're all restless because they know there's going to be another wave so instead of waiting they take the fight to them and maybe that's where the real monsters are created within themselves as people and society but yeah. that's just really deep now that's that would have been a whole other film that would have been really interesting if they hadn't closed the breach in the first one right if they were able to like yeah. Or, like, semi-closing and have, like, be, like, ten years later and it's, like, well, breaches started popping up everywhere and we had to, like, close yes. them each time, like, with this kind of thing, right? Now that we know how to do it, but, but now we're going right. to bring the fight to them this time and they, like, start to gather their army or whatever and, like, that's a really good idea. And you know what? I'll say it. I'll say it. Christopher Walken should have been in this film. <laughs> what? That's, it. that's all I have to say about that. Why? Yeah. Why? What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean, why? 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 But that's like me saying, like, The Rock should have been in this film because it's an action film with giant monsters. 
Yeah, I would have had. I've been fine with the rock. Actually, the rock. Off. If the rock was in this, it probably would have been like hundred times better. See, look at that. You're already thinking about it now. He wouldn't like, even need oh, to be like an actual role. Oh. He could just like walk through like the base. And you're like, oh, that's the rock. Ah! <laughs> it's fine, guys. I'm a good movie producer. I know. What's gonna save this film? Christopher Walken. Um. <laughs> that's how life works, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think that uh, th- those are some pretty interesting ideas, that, and I do like them. Because, um, I mean, there's there's no reason why they couldn't – the Precursors couldn't open another breach. I mean, yeah. they opened the mm-hmm. first one at some point some, right. in some way. Like maybe they need to recharge their fucking energy stores to rebuild it. Or maybe the base that they were operating out of was blown up, and they need time to, like, rebuild it. Mm-hmm. But and actually, it would have been cool if Gypsy Danger was not totally destroyed in the in the first movie, yeah. exploded, yeah. and then they uh, the pre or the precursors built like kaiju parts yeah. into the parts that it were destroyed. So then it's like half kaiju, half Jaeger, mm-hmm. because like they did kind of have that a little bit of that where they combined a kaiju and the Jaeger with both Obsidian Fury and also with the drones, but it wasn't like clearly like this weak like unnatural kind of fuckery going on mm-hmm. that they could have employed yeah but yeah i think that would have like that would have made this movie way better if it was like just take the fight to them like don't put that at the end of this movie where you're hoping to get another sequel and it's now like that's just lingering it's like yeah no, you're not you're not gonna bring the fight yeah. to them how are you gonna fucking open a breach you don't know how to do that that's that's just grasping at straws it's like you know what it's like it's like making a really 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 stupid low-hanging fruit joke or like when you use prop humor where like you take something and you put it on your head, like that's just so <laughs> stupid. So hey, don't, be hate, don't be hating on Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like Carrot Top. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Sean White, yes. The Carrot Top, no. Who's Sean White? The yeah, snowboarder. Snowboarder. What's the difference? All right, wait. I mean, why? Why would you? How is that a comparison? comparison? <laughs> well, because they both have red hair. Oh. Oh. What? Whoa. Wow. Hey, oh, that that's, is... that's another that thing. Reasons? I need to take I that. Know. I didn't take that out of here. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're comparing similarities with people now. Uh, Why is it whenever Gabe speaks, I end up needing to uh, edit stuff out of this podcast? Yeah, I'm supposed to be the, the bad one. <laughs> this isn't a good look for me. You know what? You've had your time. It's my turn now. I'm gone rogue. You're so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about this movie? Um, the soundtrack was okay, but oh, like, again, actually, no, that's one thing I did like. I loved their sound. I really liked the music in this one. I I did not like it. Oh, really? Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't as str- again. If how do you follow up? Yeah. How do you the- follow up? Oh, I thought there was a couple really a uh, couple good tracks that really slapped, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting pumped. And then it was like, what it came after was like, this does not match the goodness of the music. The first one had really strong. Uh, well, I mean, well, the 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 soundtrack was done by uh, Raman Dishwandi. Oh, I don't, I can't remember now how to, how to say his name. Uh, but uh, he's the guy that did uh, the um, the soundtrack for Game of Thrones as well. And so oh, you know, nice. he's he's kind of like a big name in movie soundtracks, I guess now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Pacific Rim was you know excellent soundtrack, and you know, employing Tom Rellis to do the guitar work on the the theme song was awesome. They used that theme in the first one at like maybe two or three parts of the movie, which is great. And they had other themes that they had kind of going along throughout the rest of it, like this big orchestra stuff. And the new one, I don't think they actually played the main theme song until the part when they're building up the Jaegers again after they get destroyed by the drones. Mm -hmm. So you have to wait up until that point to get 
that theme song and it was cool when they played it but they had like this weird like hip-hop kind of like trap remix of it that just wasn't nearly as epic as like the full orchestra with just like the electric guitar going over top of that oh. so it didn't quite bring it to that level of epicness and it, i don't know it was just like it tried to be too cool and different mm-hmm. that's fair i gonna, i liked it do though. a sequel i I just, I thought, uh, actually, I think it's exactly that point that you're talking about, like, when the uh, music, like, the original theme came on, and it was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, this is great, and then what came after, I was like, all right, well, this is, like, kind of okay, <laughs> even if it was, like, the giant gonna... fight, I was just like, I don't know, these, the way that the Jaegers move just isn't as good as in the first one. Uh, if you were, if you were to do a sequel, you, you need to have Vanilla Ice in the sequel, okay? <laughs> Look at Turn 8, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Okay. The only thing good about that was the ice, uh, vanilla ice song. What? Go ninja, go, go ninja, ninja, go! Oh, I, I, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's on Netflix now. So oh, is it? I don't think I need to watch that again. I don't no. remember being very impressed the first time. <laughs> and I was young when it first came maybe, out. Maybe, maybe not the second one, but the first one's okay. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Our bunga. I was gonna say maybe they should remake it. Oh wait, they did, and it was awful. <laughs> I watched that too. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Did you watch that the second one? That was your one? mistake. That was your mistake. Yeah. I did not that watch was the second mistake. one. I think I did see the. Uh, did I see the second one? I don't think I did actually. Yes, you did. Because you, I remember that. Because when the trailer came out, I was like, "There's no." What did I say? There's no fucking way I'm watching that one, just like the first one. And you're like, "Brigade, they had a tank, they had a shell," <laughs> and I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I probably saw it. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Um, Woo! <laughs> um, I think with that, we can wrap up this week's episode. Um, if, as I said at the top of the program, we are the Cooperators Viewers Couch, you can catch us on social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All those links will be in the description of this podcast. Uh, you can also catch us wherever podcasts are presented. If you are somewhere, oh, Gabe's actually frozen this time. Uh, if you listen to a podcast somewhere and we are not there, please let us know and we will make sure we get on that platform. Um, what is next for us? Um, I think after this comes out, we will be starting on Harry Potter, if I'm not mistaken. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Mr. Harry Potter. Potter. Harry How do you make a prodigious portion, Mr. Potter? How do you Harry. do that? So, Harry Potter has given Kong McCutcheon a sock. <laughs> All right, Gabe. Hey, penis? Gabe. Well, Gabe, Gabe. No future spoilers. Um, He's a red hot chili pepper. Oh, <laughs> Okay, thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you next week with some magic. Uh, my question is quite simple. Where do they go to the bathroom when they're drifting? <laughs> In their suits, obviously. It's like, I think we can wait. and also, can they both feel it when they're going to the bathroom? Uh, uh, followed by my third and last question if one of them is thinking, um, I gotta fart, and the other one's like, don't fart, 
who controls the fart? Collectively. They still have control of their own bodies. I don't know about that. Carver, do you have a question for us today? <laughs> um, about the movie? I'm sorry, I'm new to this concept of having a question. Yeah, something related to the movie. Games are always really random and only kind of related to the movie. Okay. Um, let me think. Yeah. Oh. Um. Uh. No, I think I'm good. Nope. Got nothing. <laughs> no questions. No questions, Your Honor. Defense rests. <laughs>